Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello, everyone. This is Catherine here with Whitney. Claudette, Kathleen, and Sarah, your girls of Beyond Your Best Plan, coming at you today. And we are talking about the dynamic, amazing, beautiful, sometimes challenging topic of friendships. I think we uh, are uh, we're calling this, who's on your friends list, right? And so we're actually not talking about social media, everyone. Because I know that's like where my mind first went, friends list. We're, act- we're talking about actual, real, personal relationships. Real circles, our tribe, one of our most beautiful blessings, in my opinion, in life, our tribe of people, like we all are, ladies. You're such a beautiful gift to my life. So I remember hearing years ago that we are the average of the five people who we are the closest with. We're as happy as they are. We are as wealthy as they are, whether it's money or non-money related things. And this, I remember, really resonated with me because I want an incredible life and I want to share it with incredible people. And relationships can be, they are beautiful because they help us grow, right? We learn how to really be supported We learn how to give. We learn how to laugh and have so much fun, right? And they, it can also teach us how to deal with situations that can be really challenging, right? With our people. And sometimes relationships aren't always meant to be forever. You know, I remember I used to pride myself on, oh, we've been friends for, you know, 20 years, right? When that person maybe did not really belong in my life anymore because of alignment or whatever. So we're going to explore all kinds of fun things under the topics of friendship. We're going to take a deep dive into this. We're going to talk about some challenging. We're talking about breaking up with friends. We're going to talk about insights and really challenging, hurtful experiences that we've had along the way. We're going to take a deep dive into this beautiful topic of friendships, right? So let's get started. Let's just dive right into the nitty gritty topic of breaking up with a friend. I mean, this can sometimes be more traumatic than breaking up with a partner. I know I've ex- we've all experienced it. We've all shared about this. We've all experienced it. So let's just kick this off, ladies. How about it? Let's do it. So, you know, I had an experience. I've only had one, like, intentional friend breakup. The others that have happened throughout the life have been sort of just natural attrition. 
you know, you find yourself looking up and you go, oh, I haven't talked to such and such for a while. And that's just the way it is. But I had one and it was a traumatic experience, actually. Best friend. We met when I lived in Southern California. We worked retail together and we'd become really close, started our families about the same time. And I was moving. I was in Northern California and I was moving. She came up to help. And when she left, I thought everything was fine. And then the next thing you know, every time I called, she was busy and couldn't be, I could not reach her. Right. Her husband would say, oh, she's busy. She can't talk right now. And she never returned my call. And finally, after months and months of trying to find out what was going on, I finally got her husband to say she has decided that she doesn't want to be friends with you anymore. And I was at a loss. And he said, she says, you know what you did. And that was the part that really got me because I struggled. I mean, I'm someone who is very much about self-reflection, self-introspection, and being aware of how I navigate life and how I impact people. And to not be able to come up with any explanation for why we were no longer friends Honestly, I was devastated. And what I learned from that, however, is something that you just said, Catherine, right? Is that everyone is not meant to be in our lives necessarily forever. And whatever the purpose she had in my life, for whatever reason, it had run its course. And I had to learn to let that go. It was painful, but it was truly a learning lesson in that. And so while I haven't had anything that's been as explicit as that, I have used that in my understanding about relation. Amen, Whitney, because I mean, I had a similar breakup like that earlier on in my life, or I could say several similar breakups like that with my Mm -hmm. friends. And I learned as of late, there's, there was a friendship that I had that I really valued a lot. You know, we spoke every single day for five days a week. We spoke every day. We just instantly connected at a Canfield event. You know, it was a really pretty interconnected relationship. And, you know, something happened at an event that we were at and my heart was crushed and so was hers. And I actually had to step back. And so all those poor breakups led to good breakups, you know, like healthy breakups. And then what led me to how this relationship broke up, so to speak, is that I was actually able to go within and say, what do I want in my life? Her response is not what works for me. And my response was not what worked for her. And so how do I want to break up with this relationship and still leave it in a healthy way? And I was able to reflect on how my response affected her. And I stepped in and owned that. And her response affected me with no ownership. And so it was at that point that I said, what do I want in my life? 
And I was able to say, I release you with love. Still our friends today on social media, still, you know, if we were to see each other in the room, I'd still give her a hug because I hold no resentment anymore. And I think that's the key about breaking up now is like, how do we break up and we can sit in our own energy and feel like we're not intentionally hurting someone else as well? Was this a process, Kathleen and Whitney both? Did you all have closure of conversation or was this something I heard you both say, I went inward and I released something, right? Did right. Was there ever a breakup conversation or was it just more of a forgiveness? I loved how you said ownership too, Kathleen. Yeah. So no, cute. I owned, for me, I actually did have like... I owned my part in it and I apologized and said I would never intentionally try to hurt her or anyone else. And I owned the way I spoke. I'll own that. And at the same time, I did have the conversation eventually when I could be in a space without blaming. I could be in a space of saying, your response I felt was hurtful for me and it doesn't work for me any longer. Like I'll own mine, but how you responded didn't feel right to me. And so we get to choose whether we, how our relationship moves forward now or not. And either way, it's moving forward. It's just never going to be the same again. And I think part of the process was actually allowing myself to grieve, to actually move through the feelings I was feeling instead of holding on to, oh my gosh, what did I do? I got to make this better. You know, like our intentions, I think as women, we want to make it all better. We want to change it. We want to fix it. And is it really meant to be fixed? As Whitney said, or you said, Catherine, like, do we really need to fix it or we need to accept it for what it is and love them for who they are and and release them. Right. Yes. Yes. And I was it for you, Whitney, the same where I would say that there wasn't closure in the traditional sense of closure we've never had another conversation ever I talked to her husband twice and I got basically the same response and so at some point when I was really doing some healing work of my own with that situation and some other things I just had to accept that I had done all I could do I wanted to accept whatever my part was that led her to that place. But I don't know to this day, I still don't know, you know, and I've dug (laughs) as deep as I could for every word that I said, every action that I took over that weekend to, to really explore what I had done. And I came to the conclusion that it simply had run its course for whatever reason, and I had to move on. And I love what you just said, Kathleen, is that it moves forward regardless. It's just not moving forward maybe the way I wanted or thought. But through that experience and others, you do realize that life just keeps going forward and you can be with it and in flow or you can continue to fight against what is happening. And I made a conscious decision like Kathleen for what I wanted in my life. I want to move through my life with grace grace and ease and peace. And I don't want drama 
And so I don't have friends, and I quotation friends, I don't have friends in my life that drama is a part of that relationship. Right. Now, that's not to say that there aren't moments where, you know, there's some conflict, mm. you deal with that and you move on. But I'm not having drama right. in my life. Yeah, and I, I think it's important yeah. that we align, like you said, with our values, no drama, grace, right? And I, I believe in relationships to be healthy, you've got to be honest, you've got to be real. Some of my deepest relationships are when we do have challenges, we're real about it, we talk through it, we get past it, and right. we are like stronger than ever. I have friends like that too. And this friend of yours, I can imagine how, I mean, it makes me mad that your friend just left it out there like, oh, she knows, like to your own mind to like just kind of wander, right? right. But it's like, then you go back to the value of, I want realness. I want people that's going to talk about it. We're going to work through this. Exactly. And, you know, I imagine that there was something going on in her life. Yes. Couldn't talk to me or didn't want to talk to me or whatever. And so, like Kathleen said, I just had to release that and move forward, taking the lessons from that and mm -hmm. applying it as I've grown and matured. And at this point, that's been well over uh, years ago. So, <laughs> yes. It's and you're still while. smiling. You're still over there with your beautiful <laughs> smile. What else is Claudette there to do? <laughs> Nothing else to yeah. do but smile. So. I know Claudette has a, uh -huh. a story or two in this category as well. I do. I do. I do. You know, but it, to piggyback on what all of you were saying, I think many people have a fear of conflict. Mm. And they're afraid if they say something, there's going to be conflict and they run from it. And also women instinctually, until they know better, assume that someone knows what they did wrong because women are, this is a concept that I discovered through Alison Armstrong's teachings. And it's like the ideal woman, you know, intuitively we're all connected as women. And a lot of times our intuition is at work in everything that we do. Like this is how we know someone needs something before they say it or and so a lot of women assume if you've done something wrong that you know what you have done. So she was assuming that. And if you were a good woman, you would own it or act up. But from your point of view, you didn't know. So the thing that I say is 95% of assumptions are always wrong. Just stop mm -hmm. assuming. You can make a logical conclusion based on data. That's fine. But stop assuming in relationships. And the biggest thing is, fear of conflict because I just, I lost a couple friends that I thought were going to be lifelong friends just recently back in, in February. And I thought they were like sisters to me. I honestly loved them to the point because I'm a Leo. I don't know, look it up, but you guys, I would take a bullet for you. You know, it's kind of like you have that loyal, whatever. And and there was a third person involved that I'm just getting, you know, had a fear of being used. And so it didn't matter from my perspective, it didn't matter what I did. He felt like he was being used. It was a business situation. I kept asking, what do I owe you? What do I need to pay you? What do you want to quote me? I even said, do not put your fear of being used into this situation. A few things happened. It was kind of crazy. 
And, and then I ended up in a little bit of a, it was crazy, but I trusted my two girlfriends enough because I thought we could, you know, all have a conversation and I love being held accountable. Like I love running something by people and them going cluttered. That's not girl, you off. You need to fix this because you know what I've learned. (laughs) I've learned that just supporting the BS drains my power. So let's get rid of it. Let's get truth on it. Let's get it out of the way. And I was coming out of a time of being in a little bit of fear of rising into a more public view, you know, so I was going through that transition. And so there was a lot of shakiness. Plus I felt a lot of stuff coming over the world, you know, how it just, you felt that happening. It was right before the virus hit. And I was just like, wow, a lot's happening. And then all of a sudden he forbid me to ever talk to him. And I thought that was interesting because Basically, that was after I texted what would be a solid business plan, still trying to help him, kind of calling him to the carpet, but still trying to help him too, because, you know, the truth does that. It calls you to the carpet, but not in a mean way. It calls you to step up and look at where you're at. And, you know, in the whole situation, I didn't exactly know what I was doing and I wasn't the one that was being hired. So it's not really for me to know. I'm supposed to be guided, Right. And so that happened and things were said that I kept checking in as things were being said, is this true? Because, you know, like I said, there's no sense in stroking the BS and the the weakness. Let's get the truth on it and get it out of the way. My heart was broken because they just stopped talking to me based on what he said. They had known me longer. He had proven to be a liar in the past, but yet they listened to him and not me. And I think that's what hurt me the most is because don't you know me? Like, don't you know that I'm loyal? Don't you know that I wanted to have a conversation? I was just in shock, (laughs) but I'm also a person that can let it go really Mm -hmm. fast, you know, because then that shows me who you really are in my life. Instead of feeding into the drama, instead of feeding into the drama, you said, okay, I release you with love. Well, and I still love them. Mm -hmm. I still love them. Do I trust them? No, not at all. Because that, you know, it's, they left. There was no conversation on that. It was just, and, you know, maybe the other side is why it was drama. I didn't want drama. Well, my thing was I kept communicating to try to clear things up. Plus I like putting things in writing because if you look back on it, it's very clear what I said. It's in writing, right? And so I'm like, put it in writing do what you can do to help the person, even the person accusing you. Because if, if anything that I said could help in the future, then that's for everybody's growth. And so I clarified. And then at that point, I thought there would be a conversation back. And that's when it was cut off. But at that point, I also said, I release you, bless you and love. Like, you know, just, and then I walked through my healing process. My heart was broken. And yeah, I cried. <laughs> and I, And I just felt like, wow, you know, but I'm healed. And like I said, to this day, I can give love to everyone that was involved, but it's just interesting to me. So, you know, I want, what are the deal breakers? This is the question that I would ask. What are the deal breakers in your relationships? You know, for me, loyalty and, you know, being able to have the emotionally intelligent conversations without the drama 
And when drama gets stirred up, that's usually a diversion from the real issue. Drama is like, that's a diversion from the real issue, right? Right. You know, let's stop that and go to the real issue. And I just know I'm coming to the table. I'm not perfect. I mean, God forbid. And, but I am growing. See, that's the thing. I just, I want people in my life that are willing to grow. I want people that if they make a mistake, we all hold grace for everybody. And, you know, if we need to have a little friend, sister intervention, we do. But no, you know, no accusation, everything being said to cause that growth. That to me is a beautiful, deep, loving relationship, you know? So that's my story. I was just like, wow. And it just recently happened. And, you know, in who do I... I'll end with this or my little part of this. I'll say, do you know who you really are? And can you stand in that knowing regardless of what's happening around you? You know, this isn't about, you know, create a box around me and don't do anything to try to hurt me. Like don't try to step on my toes or don't say something. We're not like overly sensitive here. Right. We're not saying, you know, create this box around me. So we, can't deal with any challenge. We're saying we want people who align with us and who will work through the challenges, Absolutely. right? Who will, who won't just shut down or shut us out or say, you know what you did, right? It's who's going to ride with us. Who is going to ride with us through the ups and downs of life? Ride or die, baby. Ride, ride or, die. or die, baby. That's right. <laughs> you what know, do you think, Sarah? How do you navigate this? You know, I navigate it through experience. And I would say, I mean, you've ever been in one of those relationships that's so intertwined in your other relationship where, you know, it's this, this couple's friends with this couple, it's friends with this couple, that's friends with this couple and it goes on. Yes. We yeah. had one of those and the friendship was probably eight years in the making. It was another couple. We watched them, you know, get through their first couple of children, no going from no children to their first couple of children. And there was a lot of business that was happening amongst the couple with us back and forth over the years. And I kept finding myself in a relationship with her where she needed me all the time. And then when I would give feedback or be there with her, it was never enough. And it was, well, why weren't you there this time? But I needed somebody to come help me this time, or I've got to get this done. And I was just never enough. And I was constantly getting that feedback from this relationship. And my husband was best friends with her husband as well. I mean, we were all very tight. We had traveled together. We did holidays together. We knew each other's family, you know, the extended family of the extended family. We were there. And an incident, I kept seeing my husband kind of get beat up in the relationship where Mm -hmm. she was down, what's the word I want to use? She was always putting down his efforts. And yeah, I I may not have always agreed with him, but I certertainly was supportive and I was lifting him, him up and I was excited for him. And there was never that excitement. It was very much a fear base, uh, that was the reaction from her. I say all that to say that we were close and we were really tight and we loved each other very much and would have done anything for each other. I would have taken her children and raised them had something happened to them. Um, but there was an incident that was the deal breaker for me. It was the day. It wasn't 
the incident that caused the problem, but it was the incident that opened my eyes up to realizing no one is good enough in her life. Her husband's not good enough for her. Her mom and dad aren't good enough for her. Her aunt and uncle aren't good enough for her. And I just kept seeing myself in that position and it was hurtful for me over and over. And I couldn't continue down the road. So I did break it off. And Whitney, you spoke to me a little bit today because I never would have a conversation with her. And maybe I regret that a little bit. My husband had conversations with her husband. So it kind of matched. I just said I didn't want to continue to discuss being friends is really what it was. I did express what was hurtful and that I never felt like enough. I did express that. And my Mm -hmm. husband was able to convey that message. But to continue the conversation, I had stood up for myself along the way. And to me, I was just done when I was done. I couldn't stand in front of that train and get run over one more time. It, It was just too deep and too much for me. And to watch my husband get run over in the meantime as well, it was intense. But my husband didn't support me in it. Well, not at first. He understood me. He got it. My friends group was unsure of how to react Mm -hmm. as well. So I just said, look, all of you, and my husband included, can continue these relationships. I just won't attend. And I'm not threatening. I'm not making uh, you pick them or me. Just know that if I'm absent, I'm just absent because I don't want to continue to participate in the relationship. And that was a big one for me to stand up. And I stood up to my husband. That took a lot of courage. Well, you know how long it lasted? Three years before he could come back to me and say, I get it. So for three years, I held the burden that I had taken his friend from him, that I had ruined his best friendship. And that hurt. That hurt my marriage. But I promise you, I knew I made the right decision. And I had stood up for myself. And so when we talk about, you know, how do we navigate good friendships or friendships that need to just kind of move on, I was willing to sacrifice a lot to not get run over by that train again. And so for me... Husbands, I mean, that's so many more relationships from just this one relationship challenge you were dealing with that you had to navigate as well in this situation. Sarah, what it sounds like to me for you was that you listened to, you finally listened and acted on your intuition. And, you know, that's what I was trying to get back to earlier with my story. And I think all of us from what we're talking about is we finally listened to what we were being told intuitively inside you know, I knew with my friendship that she was, I knew before it happened that she was already starting to venture off in a different space. And I didn't want to accept that. Like I personally didn't want to accept that because I enjoyed it so much. And when I finally listened to my intuition, just like you, you stood strong. You had the courage and the ability to stand strong because you knew it wouldn't work any longer for you and your energy. So I think the key for me, the key, and this will, I'll close up my part of this, but the key for me is that we know when things aren't working. We know it. Intuitively, we know it in our gut. Have the conversation and be willing to grieve it and honor yourself. 
It's like honor what you know will work for you, your values. Catherine, you mentioned your values. So I think that it's just really, you know, feel through it, grieve, and allow yourself to honor you and by doing what's right for you. I would add forgiveness to that as well. Yeah, forget forgiveness. Oh, absolutely. You know, but quickly, you know, a lot of people go, oh, I forgive them. Energetically, (laughs) we're talking energetically, there's a cord between you and the person that the incident happened with. So there's that energetic connection. So what I've experienced is how to truly forgive is to begin to ask to see through the eyes of truth, the other person, see through the eyes of truth, see the whole picture, be, you know, ask for what do I believe that continues to cause my heart to hurt? And we can ask for our heart to be healed. And everybody goes, how do you do that? You just go, I say, connect to the truth and go, truth, please heal my heart. Remove the pain. What truth do I need for my heart to be healed? So it's walking through that process. And as we heal, we can look at the other person and we can see where kind of more about where they were, how I know one of the people just wanted to avoid drama. They perceived it to be drama. And I'm like, it's actually not. We're just having a conversation, but it's okay because that's just where they are. I forgive and there's grace for that. You know, however, I will say this trust is very easily broken and it's harder to build back up. You know, but I mean, we'll have to agree with that too. So, you know, I guess I would say, well, how do we feel about people coming back into our life that, that have left, you know, that could be a whole nother podcast. It's a whole other episode. Yes. It's a whole other show, ladies. But I agree too. It's like really tapping into your intuition, your gut. How do people make me feel? Because guess what? Life is supposed to feel good. It's not always rainbows and butterflies and we have challenges, but Really tapping into, do I feel good? Is this fun? Is this joyful? Am I supported? Or is this draining me? Is this disempowering me? Your body will tell you that, right? And so just a few more minutes, ladies. This was so much fun. It went by so fast. Just as we wrap, I'd love to hear a couple, maybe just two or three words from each of you of looking back, right? We've all gone through a lot. We've experienced a lot. We have a lot of great knowledge, right? A lot of amazing experience. What would you tell your 20-year-old self about building your tribe, about your circle of friends? What would your advice be to your 20-year-old self? I got one. Only stand in relationships where you're enough. Ooh. Ah, that's that's good. You are enough. You are more than enough, my love. Yes, you are. For sure, Sarah. And that's why I'm standing with you ladies. (laughs) And you're worth more than begging for a relationship. So it's right along the same line as what Sarah says. It's like, you don't need to beg for relationships. I would say be brave enough to ask for what you need in a relationship. Be brave enough and be brave enough to not run away from the conflict. But in every action, do so that you do not regret it if it ends. I like that. That's good. That's good. I think the a continuing theme through this has been values. And I would tell my 20-year-old Whitney to be clear and understand her values and make sure that every decision is made in alignment with that. And then there's no regret. 
if you are living in alignment with who you really are, your values, your priorities, there's nothing to regret and to accept that things come and go in your life. Mm. There's a season. I'd love to just, yeah, I'd love to just like, just one last thing. It's just step into your fear and just Ooh. take Ooh. this first step and be vulnerable to speak your truth. I think Claudette yeah, mentioned beautiful. that. Be vulnerable enough to speak your truth. I love yeah. that. Yeah, I would tell my 20-year-old self, I was thinking along the lines of alignment so important to me, aligning with values, knowing the values, being vulnerable, being okay to forgive too, because yes. I'm going to have a bad day, right? But at the end of the day, you know who I am, right? right. And so we all know, you know who each other is, right? And allow room for, you know, people to make mistakes too and love them anyway. Yeah. But know your boundaries. Boundaries yeah, are that huge. Forgiveness yeah, and huge. grace, but also extended to self, right? It's not just all outward. It's extend, Absolutely. extend forgiveness and grace to yourself as well. Yeah. Most importantly, really, Whitney. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. <laughs> Well, beautiful ladies, another fun podcast here. So as we conclude, my friends, uh, perhaps you are thinking about your friend list at this point, right? Maybe you're thinking about, as Claudette said a, a little while ago, what are your deal breakers? What do those deal breakers look like about your close friendship, right? Maybe you're looking around at the people in your circle now and you're going, hmm, that person doesn't make me feel so good. Or, ooh, I have so much fun with that friend. And that is a gift, right? So maybe take a little look around. Do a little inventory as we conclude this show. And we'll look forward to sharing more on our next episode where we're going to be talking about nothing can stop me being unstoppable. And we can't wait mm-hmm. to be together again. Have a beautiful day. Bye-bye. Bye, ladies. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.